You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Joining us right now from the Chicago Tribune is Rich Campbell to talk about the Bears and specifically um, Mitchell Trubisky. And, and this is a quarterback that I felt like after I watched all the, the quarterbacks headed into the draft, I felt like he was uh, the best combination of size, arm, accuracy. I felt like he had it all, but here's what he didn't have, Rich. He didn't have experience. And I guess the question is going to be, is a player with so little experience on the collegiate level ready to become an early starter on the professional level? It seems like it could be a really difficult challenge early on for Mitchell. And that's exactly what the Bears envisioned. I mean, you you mentioned it. Mitch Trubisky had 572 collegiate passes coming out of North Carolina. Deshaun Watson had 1,200 coming out of Clemson. So it just gives you an idea of how much more Deshaun Watson had just been in the backfield looking at coverages and, and seeing things, developing the type of experience that can only be gained through playing time. And that's why the Bears signed Mike Glennon to a contract that included $18.5 million guaranteed. Is They figured that would be the sort of security net for developing Trubisky in practice. And what we've seen so far is that Trubisky is progressing steadily, exactly like the Bears had hoped he would, but Glennon's not exactly living up to his side of the the deal here, of his side of the bargain, playing well and ascending in his own right. And that's why you've got this controversy that's starting to bubble here in Chicago. Trubisky's developing, probably not ready yet, but is this coaching staff going to be able to sit back with a 9-23 and record through two seasons and let Mike Glennon struggle. That remains to be seen, but in the meantime, Trubisky has to continue to develop that command. That's the word you keep hearing with this experience context, command, operational mastery of the offense, knowing where everybody needs to be, what they all need to do, when something goes wrong, exactly what it is. He's still working to, to find that, understandably so, you know, through the, the first month right. of camp. Rich, Nick Ferguson here. I mean, you talk about Mitchell Trubisky and the fact of, uh, you know, how more experience and more playing time would definitely help him out. But uh, on Wednesday, I I read something where uh, John Fox had paid Manning to come in, and I know he was in that Chicago area. And in the article, he talked about how he and Mitchell Trubisky walked off the field. What do you think that Mitchell probably learned from Peyton in that short period of time that could probably, you know, speed up his maturation process? And I, I know, once again, he's still a young quarterback. He still has a lot to learn. But when you're around a guy like Peyton Manning, he can kind of change your life around just by a couple of words and just being around him from an osmosis standpoint. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I went back and looked it up. When Peyton debuted for the Colts in 1998. Trubisky was four years and 17 days old. I mean, man, that made me feel old. <laughs> like, this is a guy that, that, that was well-established by the time Trubisky could really process football and, and, and understand Peyton's greatness. But obviously, because of Peyton's career was so long that it's a player that, that he looked up to going through his own you know, high school and college career. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it seemed to be really meaningful to Trubisky to, to talk to him. And the, the one thing that stood out to me that, that Mitch pointed out is that because Peyton was with John Fox from 2012 to 2014 in Denver, I mean, that's not very long ago, he was playing in Adam Gase's offense 
you know, at the end of that, uh, at the end of his tenure there, that's basically the same offense they're running here. So there were things that Mitch said he could talk to Peyton about the offense and, and what it could do for him. Don't know the details of all that, but yeah, I'm with you. Just even hearing words uh, of encouragement from Peyton could help his confidence. And, and, you know, that day when we, we spoke to Trubisky, he was as confident as I had ever seen him here. I, I think he senses positive reinforcement coming from all areas just from the way he's played. And obviously now that he's ascended to the point where he's getting practice and game reps with the starters, it's going one way for him and he senses the way it's going. So just hearing from Peyton Manning on that day as well, just sort of added to that. What's the sense of having, you know, there's a couple of things that really concern me about the Chicago Bears offense. It's a young quarterback. Usually, usually, yeah, I know. But a young quarterback usually needs to have a good safety blanket receiver, and you don't really see that on this roster uh, without Sean Jeffrey gone. So I, I, I'm I'm wondering what the plan is, and you know who's going to be the volume target for for potentially Mitchell Trubisky, and then also Dow Loggins, the uh, the new offense coordinator. You know, not a lot of NFL experience as a play caller, so a little bit green at the offense coordinator position inexperienced uh well i mean there are players like you know you've got a couple of players and wide receivers with some experience um over there like kendall wright but and, and victor cruz who's not the same guy anymore but what's the plan for that safety net wide receiver slash tight end and then also having a young offensive coordinator as well yeah this is a really important question as we go toward the regular season here and, and let me back up a little bit there and say the formula for the Bears winning games this year involves the run on offense with Jordan Howard, who was the NFL's second leading rusher a year ago, 1,300 yards, and then play good defense. So they got to run the ball on offense. They got to take the game off of the quarterback's shoulder and play good defense. And that's really how John Fox has liked to do it throughout his career. Okay, so, you know, to, to your point, absent from that formula is the passing game. And there haven't been answers that are evident through camp, through the first two preseason games. And it's part of the problem for, for Mike Glennon looking to find this spark, looking to generate some momentum and, and earn the, the trust of the coaching staff and the fan base because as the starting group of receivers here has gone against the Denver Broncos and, and Arizona Cardinals in the first two preseason games, these, receiving, these receivers have been overmatched. And, and that's not necessarily an indictment because the Broncos and Cardinals have good DBs, but it does tell you something, that they're not winning. The Cameron Meredith and Kevin White, they're not winning regularly enough, and a quarterback needs an outlet. So, so far through camp, and let, let's just talk Mike Glennon for a second. He and Cameron Meredith, the third-year, formerly undrafted rookie, they've developed an obvious connection. Now, can that carry over to games? We haven't seen it yet. So we need to see more, and then we'll get a chance to see it in the first half against the Titans on Sunday. And I believe that game is nationally broadcast, too. So I like the chemistry that those two have started on the practice field. Can it carry over? Still have questions. Kevin White, seventh overall pick in 2015. He needs to be that guy. He was drafted to be that outlet for the, the quarterback, whoever it was, Jay Cutler at the time, and even – the Bears could foresee Alshon Jeffrey leaving, so now it was supposed to be Kevin White's time. Well, he's got 19 catches in his career through two seasons, two injury-ruined seasons, broken left leg in each. So we haven't seen White playing fast, haven't seen him separating consistently, and he talks about the need to think less, play more naturally, play faster. That's a process that's still ongoing. 
So I'm with you. They have questions at receiver. We could even go to the tight end position. Zach Miller is still playing at a high level at age 31. He's got an extensive injury history, so the Bears are hoping he stays healthy. But he's a guy who can score for them, and he's going to be another player for them as well that the quarterback has to lean on. That's Rich Campbell from the Chicago Tribune talking some Chicago Bears football. And, of course, the answer to the Mitchell Trubisky question will not be uh, – we won't have an answer for, for a few years to find out exactly who he is and what he is. But I'm sure GM Ryan Pace is hoping he gets off to a good start so he can continue to try to build around that draft from last year. Because there are a couple of uh, – got to go, but, I mean, Tariq Cohen and Adam Shaheen, there's a couple of small school, very interesting prospects that I, I kind of like who the Bears grab. So I think it's – potentially an interesting draft that the uh, the Chicago Bears had. Rich, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you joining us here on NFL No Huddle. My pleasure, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart, live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on. Tune in.